podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello there. So I know it's late, apologies, but I was out in Bristol this weekend and couldn't record from my nan's house. She's got no Wi-Fi, bless her. So a very, very quick podcast tonight. Uh, just to quickly shout out those who attended the Bristol meetup on Saturday. It was a really great day. And in particular, a shout out to Tom, FPL Face Off for organizing it. And my two drinking buddies for a, a, lot, a lot of the time, especially on Friday night, uh, Dara, the Tinker Men and uh, Andy Bloody Martin. It was a great laugh, and I thoroughly recommend going along to one if you see one in your area. I'll be doing the London one on the 12th of November, so get along to that if you can. Anyway, we are, or in this case, I am, who got the assist. You can find me on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL, and my usual co-host Lucy is at Lucy Hynett with two Ts. As I mentioned, a very swift pod today, just to relay how I've gotten on. Uh, this weekend just gone, a usual updates like the Mini League and Market Forces. Then a short view, I think, on some of the key questions I've seen floating around on social media. Finally ending with where I am with my team. Although I'll probably end up, you know, voicing over these things as I go off tangent when I'm doing kind of the main flow. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes tops, maybe, um, due to the fact that when you listen to this, I'm sure the deadline is probably looming. Uh, just for the record, it's Monday, the 17th of November, and I'm sorry if you're watching on YouTube, no video today because I didn't have time to put one together. I got back about an hour ago. Anyway, a game week update. How did I do? So 52 points for me, the game week just gone. Uh, I bought in... Matthew Doherty, the artist formerly known as Matt Doherty. This week for Reese James, who got injured. So last pod, obviously, I was kind of didn't really know what I was going to do. Made the decision for me, and he got a clean sheet, which was nice. It would have been an assist uh, if Kane hadn't have gotten that second shot you know, before the penalty. The star men were him and Ivan Tony. He got his brace. I was watching that game on Friday night in the pub with Dara and Andy. Me and Dara Rev had Tony, and poor old Andy had Sanchez and Trossard. He got subbed early. So, good night for the two of us, a bad night for Andy, unfortunately. And you know, those two guys on live rank being kind of the big differentials meant that I had a green arrow pretty much like when Tony scored his brace I it was really good because I felt like I was in a good position for a green arrow this week everything else was pretty standard so the Mitrovic penalty the City guys blanked obviously I mean it was so close on so many occasions to Holland and KDB combining I think there were a couple of them in the first half um, which were kind of you know, in retrospect really costly and it, it would have been something that would have changed the game and probably would have popped up the score this game week. I kind of wanted De Bruyne to do well, but never mind. And the ruled out goal, of course, would have been an assist. And I think that Cancelo put the ball over and that, that was the Van Dijk intervention. So another Holland goal potentially there. And also had Madison and Bowen, who again blanked and, and Madison got the yellow card. Uh, clean sheets from Trippier and Pope at the back really helped save the course, though. And that full-time whistle there uh, seems to take an eternity to come when I was watching uh, the live score. And it was such a relief when it arrived. I mean, I've watched much of the day later on. Huge misses from Fred and Rashford. Uh, so I'm glad that game wasn't live because my, my heart would have gone, I'm sure. And yeah, the, as I mentioned earlier, that um, Madison last minute yellow was a bit annoying. So he is now suspended the next game. And th that card is basically now worth five points lost because it's nailed me into probably needing to take a hit this week to come. 
more of that in a minute. And Bowen's blank uh, was a bit annoying, uh, but watching him back on match of the day, I think he could have got two or three assists. So Skamaka, unfortunately, had one of those days where he couldn't hit a barn door. And they took 25 shots in that game, West Ham, and Bowen only took two, and they were block shots. I don't even know if they count towards the 25, you know, but fine to keep hold of. Anyway, that 52 in sum took me up from 8.1k to 6.8k. So I guess what on paper a small green, but obviously in the four figures, unfamiliar territory, of course, for me, that's actually pretty substantial. Now, 16% rank rise. So pretty pleasing as I scored a particularly mediocre amount this week. And that meant that Lucy, who has Zaha over Bowen, scored one more point than me to get 53 with the rest of our team's identical. I think she's up to about 40k or so. So again, solid progress from her and solid progress from both of us. Moving on to the mini league update very quickly. Up top, it's still Lewis Gamby, who I heard is also top of the Aura Cheating Super League as well. So doing very, very well this year, Lewis. Uh, just the 43 this week, though, for him. In second, it's uh, Dan Inger Stenhalgh, Stenhalgh United, 56 this week. Dan Inger comes uh, up to second from fifth. In third, it's Robin Smith with Yartin Leverett, Holland captain for him. In fourth, down from third, it's Robin Hill uh, by Jonathan Arkless. Now, he captained Son this week for six points, so, but you know, it's still a gain, I suppose, over Holland. In fifth, it's Henry Dean, back of the net over 56 this week. Actually, he and Bryce uh, Layer, who was top for a while, but he's down from third. Uh, both Henry and Bryce are uh, Joint on 722 points. One point in it uh, in seventh. Uh, that is Rowan Usenbrug with Sloughin Powers United. 48 points from him this week. In eighth, a non mover, Peaky Blinders, Eric Nuguna. In ninth, it's Padraig Sheehan with Paddy's team. 62 points. And in tenth, a uh, big, big rise for Dave Hughes. He's up from 84th to 10th off the back of a very good week. 67 points for Dave this week. Own Slanky, own Tony, and own Salah. So a big jump for Dave, uh, which is very good. Yeah, well done, everybody. And I'm sure it will change a lot over the course of the next week. Market forces then, just to move there very quickly. Uh, quite a lot of ins and outs from the last time I checked. No surprise at all that Mo Salah is top of the transfers in. I think when I checked last night, he was about 24.5%, now up to over 30%, so 30 2% ownership at the moment. I'm sure that may well get to 40 and maybe in the top 10K, as I'll speak about later in the run 100% for captaincy next week. In second, it's Mason Mount following his brace um, in the game versus Villa. 339,000 transfers in for him. In third, it's Trossard. 162,000 transfers in for Trossard with that enticing Forest game up next. In fourth, it's the ultra, ultra consistent figure of Kieran Trippier. 200,000 transfers in for Trippier. And speaking of consistency, Ivan Tony, 200,000 transfers in for him. In terms of players being sold, it's Reese James, who was injured. Of course, uh, 700,000 transfers out for Reese. Potter said that we don't know when he'll be back yet. Uh, so, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to get rid of him. Madison, because of that yellow card, sold by almost 500,000 managers at the moment. I'm guessing that's why people are buying Trossard and Mount. Those owners starting to split off and diverge. In third, third most sold, that is, it's Gabriel Jesus. Ownership down to 61% or so now. 440,000 transfers out for Jesus. So still hasn't got that fifth yellow card yet, but a blank against Leeds and a bit of a quiet game by his standards. In fourth, Kevin De Bruyne, almost 400,000 transfers out for the Belgian. Uh, again, that blank coming up. And in fifth, people selling Luis Diaz, uh, who's not expected to be back for quite a while. A couple of other things that I noticed when I was just trawling through. Foden has been bought by 100,000 managers and Saka has been bought by 88,000 managers. So yeah, people 
obviously not really cognizant of what's going to happen next week. And in the sales, 150,000 sales for Haaland and 130,000 sales for Martinelli. Ouch. Like, you know, if, if people have owned them since the start of the season and they're just selling because they've seen a blank, they need 1.4 million more than the initial price for those guys if those sellers want to buy them back. So, yeah, I guess fairly straightforward. I'm, I'm surprised some people have gone for Mason Mount. He did perform very well against Villa and has a discounted price of, no, he's up 7.7 .7 now. Um, so we'll have to see, see what happens there. But yeah, I'm really hoping people start to sell Saka and Foden because that, that's a bit annoying. Right, main questions to my mind this week. I didn't take any from Twitter just because I didn't really have time to do that or getting home and stuff. But I thought I'd just mention a few of the key questions I've seen kind of floating about this week and give my take on it. Be a very short and sweet. Should I take a hit? Question one. And those of you, those of you probably already have, to be fair. The first question I'd ask myself, I was looking at my team, is how bad is it? If I've got a wild card, can you use it a week early? So if you're planning to go into game week 13, you, I can see an argument to do it now unless it starts to get really, you know, dodgy in terms of going okay well i need to have five city or five city in arsenal so maybe this isn't the week etc etc if not and you don't fancy free hitting or you haven't used it and you're taking out a non-playing player that's probably okay um you know, we've been talking about uh, the past few pods being comfortable with a lack of a concrete plan and i think that, that remains the case here so you know I, I purposely kept it open even this game week by bringing in the, the irish matthew and not using the second transfer and now because i've got madison problems to deal with I, i've suddenly got to take a hit so it wasn't entirely planned in but hey sometimes needs must and it helps you if it helps you get you know uh, 10 11 players out absolutely fine and you can also use the old school logic that if you're taking out a non-playing player it's a minus two so that's absolutely cool i mean how that works if, if that's new to you is that the player who you bring in is likely a starter so you're two points up on selling a non-starter which means it's perceptually easier to legitimate the hit because you can say all right they just need to do something you know even if a midfielder keeps a clean sheet then you're only one point down you need to hope for a return still, but normally you need to hope for, I think it's seven points to make it worthwhile. Here it's a lot smaller in order to get a quote-unquote profit. I suspect most are in kind of the hit boat with Madison ruled out. Um, but if you don't take a hit this week, you'll start the week, I think, with an upper hand, which is quite good. Next question I'm sure some people are asking. Uh, I think my sister asked me this, actually. I've got seven or eight men. Uh, should I take a free hit? So if you've got your wild card, you're probably in an unfortunate situation now where you may have to consider the possibility of taking the free hit. I, I think the overall value of doing that versus taking points hits is actually going to be closer because I'm sure there's going to be a better occasion later on to use the free hit. Um, I'm not the man to ask about calendar stuff as I've spoken about in the past, but I feel like the unknown um, in terms of when that could be more effective, especially if everybody else is saving their free hit, may make me want to think again. I guess you need to look at your team and think about what the decision would be in terms of your team in game week 13, if you took the free hit this week, because you'll get the same team back next week. And if it does look good, then maybe you might consider it. Um, I suppose in terms of when I would be considering it in terms of players, the threshold would be probably if I was on eight players after transfers, then I'd think about it. But if you can get to nine or 10 this week, that's probably okay. And to be honest, it could, as I said earlier on, I think loads of people are looking at a hit. So it could be a good week to hide a hit too, if you're okay to you know absorb a temporary poor result and kind of set your team up well for the last four game weeks before we go uh, into the World Cup break.
I also feel a bit skeptical about the team you can put together on free hit this week, by the way. Uh, so it's truly down to you on that. As I said, probably, you know, if, if I can get nine or 10 players out, I, I wouldn't be thinking about a free hit. I don't think there's going to be that many people in, in that much bother. And if you are, and if you get the vibes from the free hit team you've put together, then sure. But I think I try to manage it to avoid using that. Best defensive option. So I've seen quite a few people talking about this uh, just because of the Reese James situation, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's all fixtures-based as far as I'm concerned at this point, just because of the lack of the premium. I mean, obviously there are Liverpool who I'll speak about in a second, but I think here would be my kind of hierarchy of buys in if I was looking to buy a defender this week. The top choice team that I buy a defender from is Newcastle. So I have Trippier and Pope. I am not looking at Newcastle, but if you've only got Trippier, then I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world to get a defender like Botman, who I saw today has has never lost as a Newcastle player and double up on them for one week versus Everton because Botman, Shah, etc. are all a price that you can comfortably just buy them this week and bench them after that. A good fixture this week versus Everton. And Newcastle are fifth best for expected goals against which is very impressive given the fact they've played City Liverpool and United and they also played Brighton under Potter thus far so very very good defensive unit there as you saw against Man United although they did get quite lucky of course to keep that clean sheet with Trippier and Pope in place for me and I'm assuming those people who wildcard the kind of your game week seven game week eight I think looking at the fixtures the one with the Best lot are probably Palace, uh, given the fact their run to the World Cup break uh, comprises Wolves, Everton, Saints, West Ham and Forest. So not the best XGA so far. They're fifth from bottom for that figure. But they've had a really rough start to the season in terms of playing Arsenal, Liverpool, City, Newcastle and Chelsea thus far. So you can contextualise that data. So someone says, oh, look at them. They've been rubbish this season. That's probably why we're now in a kind of a spate of fixtures where you can own one of those players and probably be all right. Um, and th- they kind of fit nicely into that sort of stage of being a player you could happily field or just have as your kind of first or second venture. So, you know, if you've already got Gahey, for example, at the moment, you're probably pretty set. So you're looking at Newcastle, we're looking at a few other teams that I'll speak about. Him or Joe Anderson are, are absolutely fine. Uh, Gahey's 4.3 I think it'll probably be 4.4 by the time you listen to this tomorrow and Joe Anderson is 4.5 um, I think it's marginal this year that Joe Anderson has slightly better goal involvement data last year I think it was on Gahey so I, I think either one of them is absolutely fine in terms of being nailed and in terms of having good fixtures I think that that kind of is the criteria we're looking at again it feels very much like that enabler pod from a while ago doesn't it if you already own that Palace defender and you don't, you're not interested in Newcastle either maybe look at Nathan Collins at Wolves um, I think Kilman's 4.6 now I don't know about jo- what's going on between Johnny RAN etc etc I know Johnny did play the last game actually so maybe him him as well okay next for Palace Leicester Brentford and Brighton um, I wouldn't touch Leicester's defence still I just I just have no conviction I don't know what happened with Palace they seem to just set up uh, to, to get a nil-nil uh, in the early game on Saturday it wasn't a good game was it and Castagna was getting in good position so I mean if you do fancy I understand it I, I just struggle to kind of get behind buying in one of those players I know a lot of people are now looking at Brighton so for one fixture that's probably absolutely fine the, the reason that I'm not really interested in Dunk or a Webster or something it's just because City in 13 and Chelsea in 14 don't look good. And I, I think it might take a while for De Zerbi, uh, who looks a lot, a lot like Robert Downey Jr., doesn't he? Uh, 
uh, to, to sort things out and make them more iron at the back. So I, I think probably for now, I'm going to say no to that. But I know a lot of people are going in on Bryson. So it makes it makes a lot of sense to if, if you are kind of wanting to cover that off. It's just because I'm probably I might need this player in game week 13 as well, because I've got Matthew Doherty. And I've got Emerson Palmieri, who's probably going to be going for the, the Palace defender and Neko Williams. The Spurs guys don't think Matt Doherty is going to play this weekend. So I, I think that at the moment I need to make the transfer. I'll talk about it a little bit more in a bit anyway. Um, in terms of a couple of teams you might want to back, Chelsea is in sort of people kind of say, oh, about Kukurea, just go across to him. Obviously got subbed half time. Um, in the game and um, the fixtures just aren't great for Chelsea honestly and um, I, was, I was very happy with the Reese James upside uh, but now I think Potter is just a bit unpredictable or when he tries to source it out there and the fixtures I said aren't great so I wouldn't touch them with a barge pole one thing you could do though is look at Liverpool so if you've got a lot of money sloshing around you could buy in Van Dijk at 6.4 Robert 6.7 or even you know go back to Trent if you want to uh, West Ham Forest Leeds, Spurs and Southampton before the break. A stubbornly mid-table for XGA with the likes of Villa, West Ham and even Leeds better than them on that metric. But there could be an uptick with the fixtures getting better. One name did stand out uh, a pre-game week, which was Joe Gomez at 4.5. Zero goal threat, etc, etc. Matip Canate both missing. It sounds like Canate may be close to coming back. But if you're on a short-term fix and you fancy a bit Liverpool, then you could go there. Um, but for me, I mean, that's kind of what I'd say at the moment. So if I had loads of money and I was really fancying it, which I don't because I've got to pay for Foden back next week, I might be looking at maybe Robbo or Van Dijk a punt there. Probably look, looking at Newcastle after that. Maybe actually you know, on on par Newcastle and Liverpool. And then don't, don't go there, Palace, and then probably Brighton. And then you know, I'd avoid Leicester and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, Wolves, but you know, I'm not interested in Wolves either. And finally, captain this week. So I think Lucy mentioned last week the XEO of Salah is going to be irresistible this week. And uh, of course, there was the much improved performance, Liverpool versus Man City in the big game yesterday. So yeah, obviously touching on last week's pod, he's not been valuable campaign, but you know, there's situational value now, given the fact that he's picking up ownership and you can tell yourself the story that Liverpool are back. Um, fundamentally, it's just a real politic, practical decision for me to bring Salah in. Um, I, I just can't ignore him now. Uh, I, I know I could um, be charged with knee-jerking after being a bit sceptical on last week's pod, uh, but knees must, I'm afraid. Like The ownership's sticking up, as I said, and um, especially I now somehow need to worry about top 10k ownership where it will be spiked. Um, I think that that's probably going to be what I'll do. And even if it doesn't reach 100%, He's going to be a differential captain. That's really cool too. I mean, I was listening to Above Average on the train back today and Baker said, you know, it's it's not outcomes alone that have influenced people getting salad, but they've certainly helped. And I completely agree with that. And also, last week I said, you know, the data's fine. The sharp relief of the players around him didn't take that data in the most flattering light. But nonetheless, he's got a role with what's in front of you. Like, you know, the days when I used to say, that, oh, I can't do that because I said it on the pod last week behind me, that's for sure. And that's not because I'm you know, arrogant or lacking self-awareness like some others. It's just that saying stuff on the pod is what I do. And it's never whimsical. It's never unreasoned. It's always something I look into. But you have to kind of always have that sort of overarching awareness that the game changes. And given the inevitable move in his direction, I just couldn't really avoid that given how I'm doing. So yeah, I mean, if you think 
I've changed my mind. Fair play. I don't. I've always. I've, I'm always open minded, to be honest. And I, I'm just kind of trying to do the right thing here. And um, remember, it's easy to criticise if you have nothing to say for yourself in the first place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that maybe you know, if you're sat there um, having not owned Salah or been a no Salahite, but you think, oh well, you know, I need to get the guy in because you know my mates or whatever give me stick. Just think that actually, it's better to admit that you've been wrong. You may have been too strong in your views uh, and are changing your mind for good reason. That's perfectly okay and doesn't make you a hypocrite in most cases, unless you're you know, the British government. So yeah, marriage of convenience is probably the best way I can describe buying Salah. Kane is also worth a shout, by the way. Not blank since game week one, just ticking along very nicely. Um, I have not been given too much ownership coverage here because I don't own him. Um, but if you do own him and can't get to Salah, I wouldn't necessarily be panicking about wanting to change that over. Kane has just been just as consistent as Mo has. Um, and could well be a captain shout again against Man United. It's just the XEO of Salah is probably going to be pretty high this week. So I think that that's probably the one to go to, the standout captain. No, there's lots of sort of you know, emotion bound up in people kind of taking sides, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, we're all grown ups here. It's absolutely fine to just, just go um, with, with the obvious move. Right. So where am I at now to bring us to a close? My team this week is pretty easy. Um, I did, uh, well, the first early moves I think I've made all season. I made a couple of them yesterday because I thought that uh, Madison and KDB would drop. Uh, They didn't, but hey, I did it anyway. Cashed them in for a nice profit of 0.3 million uh, and brought in the aforementioned Salah and Trossard. Uh, Trossard functions as a one-week punt, basically. Um, He's keeping the seat warm for Foden in game week 13. As I said before, I'm basically using game week 12 as an excuse to indirectly move KDB to Foden. (laughs) That would be something that I be remiss to do in a normal game week but it's a nice way to kind of disguise that transfer and madison actually um did me a favor thinking about it because if he wasn't ruled out it might have been a bit sort of awkward because i'd had to probably you know sell him or sell bowen if i got mo and i wanted foden back so it's been quite good because Maddie out means that i can bring a one-week punt in and trossard and i can accommodate foden easily and be kind of guilt-free to myself at least uh, for doing so and uh, yeah, Salarin, as I said. You might also consider Nunez. I feel some people talking about him. Jota side looking injured. He could be um, you know, someone who you could think about. And also, I've just realized that I should point out that it's possibly nice getting Mo at a bargain price. Because remember, he doesn't play over the World Cup either. So in the long haul, if he does start to you know, really tick on again, having him and Haaland secured as the two premiums could give future you a big hand. So you know, another reason, uh, if you're thinking, oh, it's a long-term investment in Mo. But nonetheless, you know, we've got four weeks and then things kind of just pause. So, hey, short-term and long-run, it could be possibly a good idea. So, yeah, I think both Trossard and uh, Mo are straightforward buys as far as I'm concerned. Um, so having done both of them, I've got a bit of a conundrum. That's because I've got a solid sort of, you know, nine. I've got Pope in goal, which is fine. Matt Doherty. Who seemingly is going to play Trippier at the back. So two at the back in this solid nine, at least. See where this is going. Uh, Bowen, Andreas, Salah, Captain, Trossard and Mitro and Tony up front. So that's the nine. And then I've got two other players. They're Neko Williams and Emerson Palmieri. So the two players I had to pick up on my wildcard to afford Bowen. So the points have, you know, they've, they've given me what I needed from them in terms of, you know, enabling the the, the expen- more expensive pick. 
but I think now it's probably worth moving one of them on for a hit, my first hit of the season. Just because in the long run, there's question marks over Darty. You know, James and Paul O'Keefe, James from Planet Bears, both don't think that he plays this weekend, perhaps. Neko, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's Aurier there who seems to be injured, perhaps, and there's also, you know, loads of other options there for him. And Emerson um, has been in and out of the team. Um, so relying on one of those three to play every week or start every week for the next four, four is probably not going to be a good idea. So I think what I'll do is have to take a hit for a more sort of stable defender. I'd probably sell Emerson over Neko there. I expect, you know, Soddle from both of them. I'm sure Anderson or, or Gahey, probably Anderson, if I buy him in, um, probably, you know, he doesn't need to do very much to justify the move. Um, and I'll probably keep Neko just because he has decent ownership. <laughs> That's literally it. Literally it. Oh, and also I've got Tony uh, on four yellow cards, which is I didn't know, didn't realize that until uh, this afternoon. So I'll probably need the trustworthy body there in case you know things change and I've got other moves to make in one week, and I that means I can bench Tony and probably be all right. Anderson over Gay, he uh, I think money won't matter that much, so I'm going to have two point three million in the bank after doing the moves this week. And then after Trossard to Foden, I've got 0.9 million left over there. I think I'll go with Anderson just because loads of people in my main league zone Gahey. So maybe the most unsexy differential ever uh, in going for the other Palace defender. But, you know, it doesn't really matter that much, to be honest. But hey, you know, why not take these moments to try to differentiate somewhere? Because at the end of the day, it is kind of, you know, those sort of guys on the fringes of your teams at the moment, uh, which are working as differentials. And hopefully, you know, Salah and Trossard will kind of change things a little bit for people. But it has been kind of just a couple of players here and there just making a difference. So why not follow that up with this sort of defender move? Basically, again, back to the enabler pod. Uh, so yeah, t- solid 10 plus Neko this week is what I'll end up with on a hit. I'll keep Cancelo, Martinelli and Haaland, and I'll add Foden in next week for Mr. Trossard. I'll see what happens after that. I mean, I probably won't be able to buy a premium defender for a little while, but I mean, I'll, I'll live with it and future me can deal with it. And World Cup's only four game weeks away after next week anyway. And yeah, Salah captain, as I said. So I, I think that probably gets me to a strong enough team to contest this week and hopefully keep the green arrows coming. And I think Lucy will pretty much do the same moves as me as we continue our lockstep. <laughs> Zaha versus Bowen, week four. I wonder how that goes. Uh, but she promises me we will diverge very soon. We will see. The final thing is, I have very low expectations for this game week. Midweek is always absolutely rubbish if it's your first season particularly. And don't worry if one of your players has to start or something. You know, one point from your 11th man will feel like a certified game this week, that's for sure. And obviously, captaincy will be a huge decider. So with any luck, that's a Salah Hall. But yeah, as we've seen with Holland as well, just, just think carefully about your captaincy and where you want to go. Right. There you go. Quick and dirty. Thanks so much for listening. We were, or I was, who got the assist. You can find me on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL or Lucy at Lucy Heinert with two Ts. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope I assisted you. Good luck on game week 12. I'll be back again on Thursday for a very similar style quick podcast just because free podcast. I haven't got that much time on my hands. Um, So I think this is probably going to be what I'll have to do. I'll be recording from the Netherlands next week as well because I'm on holiday again. Proper pods will resume next week so next monday i will end back from the netherlands on 24th okay all the best this blank game week switch you very soon oh it's a goal who got the assist who got the assist sports social podcast network